0: This is episode 329 of the Influencer Entrepreneur's Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today we are speaking with Kristen Boyce-Gutt, and we are talking about how to make your IG branded content stand out. So we're talking about sponsors specifically for IG, how to use the content tool, all that information. Now before we dive into this episode, I want to make sure that if you haven't already signed up to take my free workshop, the three secrets brands are not telling you about sponsorships, that you make sure that you grab it. You can send me a DM on Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose, or you can always go to the show notes. And of course, we're going to link to it. This is a brand new training that I have put together that you are going to want to make sure that you dive into and find out what they're not telling you, because I'm telling you there's things they're definitely not telling you. All right, you guys, let's dive into this episode. Hi, Kristen. How are you?
1: I'm so good. It's so great to be here.
0: Yes, I am so excited to speak to you and talk to you about how to make our IG branded content stand out. But before we do that, can you introduce yourself and your business?
1: Absolutely. So my name is Kristen Bousquet. I actually just got married and I'm not used to using my new last name. So I still am introducing myself <laughs> with my normal, you know, last name. Um my name is Kristen Bousquet. I'm originally from Massachusetts, but I live down in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now I am a creator monetization coach where I help content creators and influencers learn how to monetize their social platforms and monetize their creativity a little bit more successfully. And I'm also a creator myself and have been for the last five years, like seriously, but I actually had a blog back in like 2008. So I've been at this for a little while now.
0: No. Oh my goodness. It's so good. Yes. And I knew that you were from Charlotte, I think because I you're closer to this uptown than I am. Um, And we kind of had that connection and and that conversation quickly before we started. But I love the way that we can make these connections on something as simple as Instagram. And it's just a platform that's out there for all of us to be able to find each other.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's like one of the best things about Instagram is you are able to just meet so many new people. um, But there are so many frustrating things about Instagram. That makes it worthwhile though.
0: (laughs) Yes. No, absolutely. Okay. So let's talk about this. What does IG branded content consists of?
1: So branded content is typically content that you are creating for brands. It's sponsored content. It's content that you're usually getting hired, uh, whether you're getting paid or it's gifted. Um, It's content that you're creating to help the brand reach a certain goal. So for some brands, that might be the goal of sales. For some brands, that might be the goal of brand awareness. Some brands just want content. So a lot of different brands are, are looking for creators for different purposes. But overall, it's to help them reach some sort of goal.
0: I love that you brought it back to the goal because I think that's often yeah. a piece that we as influencers bloggers forget to ask the brand like what is your goal why are we doing what we're doing um cuz sometimes yeah. I don't I don't know if they always know what their goal is what, have you ever run into that and how do you help them when you have like if you worked with a brand that didn't know what their goal was
1: yeah, you know, it's it's not that uncommon. A lot of brands, especially brands who are newer to influencer marketing, might know that they want to work with influencers and know that they should be working with influencers, but they don't actually know what they need from them exactly. So, typically in that situation, if I have a brand who they know they want to work with me or they know they want to work with creators but they're not sure exactly where to go or where to start, I typically will start by asking them Um, you know, what do you guys want to see out of this? What are you struggling with the most? Is it sales that you're really trying to make? Do you just want people to know who your brand is? Are you having trouble keeping up with staying consistent on socials? Like, what is your biggest struggle right now? And typically that gets us to a place where we can understand what their goal might be. And for some brands, like it could be all three of those things. And, you know, in in that situation as a creator, I think it's actually a great situation because then we can offer so many different types of content in a partnership that can help up our ticket price, which is really great, um, but also help that brand in so many different aspects.
0: Those questions were so good because I think that's one of the ways that influencers really often will struggle is that they struggle knowing what to say and how to make themselves sounds like a business, like they are. (laughs) And being able to have those questions at the tip of their tongue, I think is just so important. I love it.
1: Yeah. And it's one thing to remember as well, like you are in a 50-50 partnership with these brands. So you come into the table as someone who's really prepared saying, how can I help you? Like, are these the things you need or are these the things you need? Instead of just saying, "Uh, yeah, so like I can take some pictures for you. Sure. You know, you sound so much more professional and so much more reliable as a strategic partner that i think those are great questions to have kind of in your back pocket ready for those situations
0: absolutely so when it comes to instagram should we be using the ig branded content tool when working on a sponsorship
1: so using that branded content tool is actually something that is technically required if you are creating sponsored content According to FTC guidelines, you do actually have to disclose that. Um, and typically, people will just put hashtag ad. But if Instagram catches on to you doing a sponsored post where you're not using that branded content or that paid partnership tool, you can actually get in trouble with Instagram. Like I've had friends who have gotten posts taken down or have gotten their accounts um, like disabled, like you can't utilize it, um, or you're going against brand content or community guidelines branded content guidelines so you actually kind of get dinged by Instagram where maybe you don't get access to new features and things like that. So overall at the end of the day, I know a lot of people have issues with using that branded content tool because they're scared it's going to make the performance lower than they would expect. Um but to keep on the safe side, I think it's definitely very smart for you to use it anytime it's paid or even when it's gifted too. If you're working in any sort of Sponsor or partner capacity, you have to disclose that. And that's something like even on Instagram stories, like if you're sharing something that's an affiliate link, those are also things that you're supposed to be disclosing with, you know, again, hashtag ad or hashtag gifted.
0: Yes, I love that. And I think part of what we forget is that IG branding content tool is yes, it makes it easier to be able to disclose, but it also gives the brand the back end to be able to see what's happening. Yeah. It gives them so much more information. So you obviously need to have a business professional page on Instagram in order to have that tool. But making sure that you utilize it, I think it's just so important. Because again, you're representing yourself professionally. We shouldn't be trying to hide that we are doing sponsorships in the fear of it's going to affect the algorithm because they can see that I'm using the content tool, whatever it might be. It's there to help and aid in these kind of relationships.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of creators as well are afraid to use that because they don't want their audience to see like, oh, this is sponsored. And then they think their audience is going to get turned off by it being salesy or, you know, turned off by seeing an ad. But at the end of the day, I think that's where choosing strategic partners that make sense for you is going to be so important. You know, like... If I share something that I genuinely think my audience is going to be very, very interested in that they can utilize, it's going to make their life easier. Why should I be ashamed if I'm getting paid for that? You know, it shouldn't matter because it's something that I believe in and that I'm comfortable recommending. So choosing brand partners that make sense, I think is going to combat some of that fear of using that sponsor uh, or branded content tool. Um, And again, it is required. So like you kind of just have to get over the fear and and use it. (laughs)
0: Yes, absolutely. And I love that. So how do we make branded content stand out? Because of course, we want to be able to get the engagement. We want the impressions. So what should we be doing when we are creating that type of content?
1: So when I'm creating sponsored content or branded content um, in partnership with a brand, they have requirements typically that you have to pay attention to. But a lot of brands will give you creative freedom typically when I'm planning out, okay, what is this partnership going to look like? What is this piece of content going to look like? I ask myself, what does my audience typically see from me that they're comfortable with? Because you don't want to come in with like iPhone videos all the time. And it's very casual. And then you have one super highly produced, like, you know, professional camera. It feels very out of place Bra- or your audience is going to see that and kind of feel a little off about it because it's not what they're used to seeing. So I typically like my branded content to fit in and look exactly like its regular content. I don't want to disrupt the flow of, of what my audience is already used to seeing from me. Um so in terms of how it looks and how it's formatted, that's definitely something I think is important. But at the same time, I think you have to make sure that you are elevating it a little bit because the brand is paying for that content. They're paying for you to create an ad for them a lot of the times. So it has to have a call to action. It has to sell a product. It has to be something that your audience is going to see and say, like, how do I get this product? So you have to have a little bit of advertising and marketing brain on when you are creating that content. But I again think it's still important for you to stay true to what your audience is really used to seeing. Um and, and then hopefully that's the perfect recipe for a great piece of branded content.
0: I think too when you talked about having that call to action, that if we are actually implementing a strategy that we normally have a call to action in our normal content, yeah. it won't feel so like salesy and marketing and kind of off putting. So yeah, definitely. Um, When it comes to um how can we be well-branded? So now let's kind of switch. We've been talking, obviously, about branded content sponsorships. How can we actually be well-branded as a creator to help us make more money?
1: So this is one of the hardest things, I think, for creators to figure out, how can I become a personal brand as a creator? Because so many creators who get into this are like, yeah, I'm just a normal person. Like, I'm your everyday girl. I'm your everyday guy. So how do you turn your personality into a brand, I think is kind of difficult. Um, It's weird for us to think of ourselves as a business or a brand, because again, like we're just normal everyday people for the most part. Um, So when it comes to creating a personal brand around you know your what you're doing as a creator i think the most important thing is figuring out what your mission statement is and this can almost kind of go in place of a niche you know like people are so afraid of oh i have to pick a niche i have to pick a niche because they're afraid to to put themselves in a very small box but i think having a mission statement kind of fills the void of the niche, but but gives you a little bit more room to play with. So instead of saying, you know, I'm a beauty creator, and then you're like, okay, I can only create beauty content, having a mission statement that maybe is, you know, I help, um, I help mothers live a more confident lifestyle. And that could be like showing them how to put their makeup on, showing them how to get dressed, showing them how to, you know, have fun with their kids all of these different things, showing them how to be more confident. And that kind of gives you so much more room to play with rather than just, I'm a beauty creator. Um, So having a mission statement, I think, is going to help you when it comes to creating content, thinking of new content ideas, but also it helps you grow because your audience is going to see that mission. And if they're a mom who needs help with, with confidence they're going to see that content and be like, this is perfect for me. Um, So once you have a a solid mission, you know, you've got that in your bio, maybe your highlights are related to that mission, your captions, your content is all about that mission. You honestly just kind of become a personal brand when you're talking about the same things and you're talking about the same mission over and over and over again. And, And again, it's everywhere that you could possibly kind of put it out there. Um, I know for me, when I was kind of branding myself as as a social media um, mentor, or as a coach, I, I really was like, okay, I can post about all my fun stuff on stories, like my plants and my books and all that on stories. But I want people to come to my Instagram feed or my TikTok feed and see like, this is a creator monetization coach. Like if I'm a creator looking to monetize and I need help with it, this is it exactly. And so you kind of become the go-to person when you're talking about the same thing over and over again. And again, you kind of, you've put that mission out there for people to understand.
0: Yes. And I think it it also ties into a little bit about your positioning, right? What makes you different than everyone else that's talking about it? Because I think that that's what a lot of us struggle with. We're like, well, I'm a beauty influencer. I talk about fashion. Everybody else and their mother is talking about fashion and using affiliate links in their stories. So how do we set ourselves apart? And I think when you start to tie in those different pieces of who you are, your personal... um, I know that you talked a little bit about on your your Instagram about how you got married. You pulled people in and took you on... Kind of your personal journey of being a business owner and also getting married at the same time and what that looks like. So I think, you know, pulling in that unique, those unique pieces of us are what's going to set us apart from everyone else too.
1: Right. I mean, how many social media coaches, how many influencer coaches are there out there? You know, like the only thing that's really going to help you decide, I'm going to, go with this person versus this person is the actual person who's behind it. So no matter what your mission statement is, and no matter what kind of content you're, you're focusing on posting, it is important for you to have some personality. in it. again, you know, once, once or twice a month, I might share again, a wedding photo or, you know, some trip that I went on because I want people to come into my life and, and get to know me. Because again, that's, the only thing that's really going to set me apart from all the other coaches who are doing the same thing as me. And at the end of the day, like no matter how different I, I make my coaching, uh, you know, sound and all these things, like at the end of the day, we're all coaches. Like we're all kind of doing really similar things. It's the person who really sets it apart.
0: Yes. And who they're going to be attracted to, right? Some of us are going to be attracted to others then that work out better based on our personalities. And I know I've personally worked with coaches in the past where I was like, yeah, I probably should have listened to a couple of podcast episodes before I worked with her because that was not a good fit. (laughs) Um, But knowing that about people, you you want to be able to give them that opportunity so that if you're not showing your positioning and showing who you are, you're not giving them that that opportunity. And I think that's just so important to offer that up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You have to make educated decisions at the end of the day. And that's very helpful when you have that information. For sure. So how can we
0: make branded content sponsorships a more consistent stream of income?
1: This can be difficult. And I think this is one of the biggest challenges when creators are trying to take that step into becoming full-time is how can I keep it up consistent? Because like we can all get a brand deal, but how do I get one You know, every week or a few every month? that's where it gets a little bit difficult. I like to teach my students. It's really all about making connections. At the end of the day, our industry is literally, you know, such a human connection industry. And I think it's so easy for us to lose that because we do everything behind computers and we just type, type, type. But like at the end of the day, you really have to worry about how am I going to make a connection with this person? So instead of, you know, being a robot when you're messaging back, you know, you're just being super straight to the point. Like ask how that person's day is going. If you saw on Instagram, they went on vacation. How was your vacation? You know, maybe you get on calls with them and you talk about where you're from and you had, you went on there on a trip before and you can talk about that. Like these are people and the stronger you build connections with them, the more they're going to want to work with you. And it sounds crazy because you're like, well, you know, there's so many other creators. Like how how am I going to stand out? but really being a great band, brand partner in the way of you really genuinely care about the people behind the brand you really genuinely care about the brand itself really is going to set you apart and it actually is kind of sad because you would think everyone would would be approaching it that way. But you know there are plenty of creators out there who are again like super straight to the point how can I make a dollar off of this brand but the brands really appreciate the people that are, Actually, trying to get to know them and really are in it to actually help that brand grow. Um, so, I typically just try and make really great connections with brands, but more logistically, when I'm approaching a brand to work with them or they're approaching me to work together and we're figuring out a plan of action, I almost always will say, We need re- repeat exposure. You know, like how instead of just doing this one post, that'll be great. But like, it would be even better, even stronger if we did three months worth of posts, you know? And, and I try and kind of have that be the first thing that I sign on with them for, because then again, like I'm, I'm going to be making more money off of it. My audience is going to see it a few times and really actually trust it and want to purchase it. And again, sometimes it does take that repeat exposure to actually have people go to the website, hit purchase Um, so it's really more beneficial for the brand at the end of the day too.
0: No, absolutely. I love that. So tell me a little bit about your anti-pitch workshop that you offer.
1: Yes. So the anti-pitch method is something that we kind of (laughs) came up with earlier this year. I was having trouble with pitches. I was spending so much time pitching to brands and half the time, more than half the time, I wasn't even getting responses. You know, like I was, I was tweaking my, p- my pitch every week and I was trying to have it as perfect as possible. And still, no matter what I did, I just couldn't seem to get the results I was looking for. And all the time and energy that I was putting into it, I was like, this is just not worth it. And so basically I said to myself, okay, the way that I talk to my followers, the way that I build my following is to make connections with people. So why should... Making connections with brands be any different, or you know, partnering with brands. Why should that be any different? So, the anti-pitch method is basically where you're not really pitching. You're just making connections with brands, small little connections. You're planting seeds so that when there is actually a partnership that you're a good fit for, this brand already has you on their mind. Like they've seen you uh, comment on their LinkedIn post, they've seen you retweet their tweets, you know, and so they know you exist. And once you've introduced yourself, you know it's, it's easier for you to get your foot in the door that way because a lot of the times when you're pitching, so many things have to line up. You have to be the right creator at the right time for the right campaign at the right rate. Like It is near impossible <laughs> to get all those things to line up when you're sending a cold pitch. So basically just letting the brand know that you exist through this kind of anti-pitch method that we teach is a great way to be top of mind when there are campaigns that are, you know, a good fit for you. Um, So I actually haven't really pitched at all this year um, since we kind of introduced the anti-pitch method. And I've still been getting just as consistent jobs, but I'm spending so much less time in my email, which is very great.
0: (laughs) I love it. Excellent. So good. Now, where else, Kristen, are good places for people to connect with you?
1: Yeah. I mean, we're on all of the social media platforms, of course. Um, we also have a monthly membership where we basically have this really great community. You have one-on-one coaching with me. Um, and it's it's a really great place for creators to connect with each other as well. We provide you know a ton of resources. We do monthly meetups. Um, so it's a really great kind of well-rounded experience for creators. And then we also have a podcast as well. So it's called Social Scoop we're on all of the platforms. Um, and Jenny's actually on an episode too, you guys.
0: <laughs> yes, we will definitely link to those in the show notes for sure. So that people can do that. I want to make sure that if you guys are listening and you want that um, anti-pitch workshop sent to you directly to your um, DMs on Instagram, just send me a DM and I will make sure to drop that link right in there. All right, well, Kristen, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me and my audience.
1: Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun.
0: All right, well, there you have it. Clearly, Kristen had some great suggestions for ways to handle speaking with brands, making sure that you're all on the same page asking specific questions to really better understand their goals to make sure that the campaign works well for you and, of course, the brand. Now, if you haven't already signed up for my three secrets the brands are not telling you, make sure that you do. You can always, like I said, send me a DM on Instagram and I will send it directly to you so you can save your seat for that. I also want to thank you all so much who have already left a reading and review. It helps to get great guests to continue to come on to my show. If you haven't already what are you waiting for? I would so appreciate it if you took the time to just hop into your your podcasting app and leave a rating and review. Just a takeaway from the episode is as easy as it needs to be. Couple sentences, that's it. All right, you guys, until next time, I will see you all then.